Good morning. It is Saturday, March 16th. It's a little after 8 a.m. Today's topic I want to touch on is leadership and leaders. I know initially I had a <laughs> I had planned this weekend or today's podcast to be on being uncomfortable and that's something I'm going to do whether it be Wednesday or Saturday it'll be in the near future uh, we'll actually put the title of it out right now that title is going to be comfortable and mediocre or uncomfortable and greatness I, I need to think of some more talking points and and get on that one but this week like I said it's going to be on or this Saturday it's going to be on leadership and leaders and one of the things I want to be very clear about to start this leadership isn't a title Uh, leadership is definitely it's an action or examples it's definitely not saying things it's it's doing things like there's obviously some coaching some some words that are exchanged there within leadership but it's more the action and one of the things that you can see I'm going to jump right into this one of the things you can see with great leaders is leadership is a lifestyle as well. It's not just I lead while I'm at work or my, my title says that I, I'm a leader at work. It's it's legit. They're leading whether they're at work, they're leading when they're at the gym, they're leading when they're in their little network, they're leading when they're around their friends. Leadership is just, just a way of life for, for great leaders. And I think leadership is also, it's a mindset. You know, it's, it's looking at not just where you're from and where you're, what you're trying to accomplish, but having a bigger and better understanding of where is your where is your mental at right now. And I say that because I think a lot of leaders lead from the space or the vantage point of where they come from. And that limits their ability to lead because they stay in their comfort zone. I think you, you have to get out of that comfort zone. You've also got to create a, a new mental picture for yourself and get yourself around people that are different than you, come from different backgrounds than you, but are pushing to go in the same direction as you, whether that's to the top, to the left, to the right, find people like-minded that are going same direction from a completely different background. Because I give you an example of leadership and getting yourself around people that not only are different from a different background, but also people that are better than you at certain things, people that are more skilled than you at certain tasks, and people that are just really different than you. Uh, I take I go all the way back to when I first got into recruiting at Discover. So let's go 10, 11 years ago, doing okay in my craft, and I'm getting invited to the CMA or well put it this way, our collections group at Discover, sitting in their leadership meeting giving updates. As I'm sitting in there with, you know, Keith, Carol, Tom Keneally, like they're VPs, they're regional directors, uh, just the leaders of that group. They were using words that I had never heard before. Now, in the context of a sentence, yes, I can figure out what the word meant, but I'm writing these words down. Like, where are they hearing these words? Like, why are they using these words? As I would write these words down, I would leave the meeting, and whether it was when I got back to my desk or later on that evening or the next morning, I would look these words up and try to use them in my own sentences or my own vocabulary. Like, how am I gonna use this word? And it started getting me to that question I was asking myself sitting in those meetings. Where are they getting these words? Why are they using these words? What does that mean? So what I did, and I have no idea if people still do this at Discover or not, but I know for myself, and I've even talked to some of my team here with my new company in Florida, something I created back then, it was called water. Water, what is that? 
W-A-T-R, what are they reading? And this, it's been impactful for me, not just from uh, helping me understand back then where some of their thought processes were coming from, but as I started to mature as a recruiter and as a leader, it started to move up this so-called ladder that stuck with me. What are you reading? Um, That's something that I've asked our VP today or the VP of our company right now. What are you reading? Um, Because I asked those kind of things. I used to ask it from a recruiting perspective to figure out, okay, what are they thinking? Where are they getting their thought process from? Where are they getting their ideas, their strategies, blah, blah, blah. From a leadership perspective, it's a little different. When you start asking that water question, what are they reading? Not only are you trying to understand where they get their ideas, where they get their strategies, where they're getting their thought process from, but you also use that to help influence them. Hypothetically, I'll give you an example. One of the leaders at Discover told me he used to read the Harvard Business Review and Fortune Fortune Magazine. So I got subscriptions to both of them. And in there with Fortune and Money and Harvard Business Review, more so Fortune and the Money Magazine, it talks a lot about stocks and how to get more money. And those are conversations that those leaders and those people, as they begin to climb that ladder, that's what they're talking about. So even though you're probably thinking that doesn't relate to business or that doesn't relate to the work or leadership, it does because now you're starting to connect with them on a level that they do, that they are at on a personal level. So now you're able to influence and join those conversations and speak the same language that they speak. People typically are motivated or listen or more engaged when you speak their language. So when you start speaking their language and you're connecting on some things outside of work or the specific tasks that you guys are working on together, there's a different connection and a different level of trust that you start to instill in them and they instill in you. So now when you're speaking to them and you're influencing them, now they're connecting to you and know that you have their best interest in mind and it's not a selfish passion or a selfish desire. So it's important to understand where people's thought process come from and also be able to get in a space where you can speak their language, which can be challenging and takes time. But as we get to that that leadership and the mindset piece of this, when we talk about the mindset of leaders, you have to continuously be a sponge. You see leaders tap out when they think they know everything. At that point, when you think you know everything, the people following you start to see that and they become disengaged. And that's when like I think people, they say people don't leave companies, they leave leaders or leave managers. That's that's fair. So as a leader, you've got to continuously be a sponge and you've got to continuously learn, not just from people that are above you on an org chart, but the people that are right beside you in that org chart, the people that are below you on the org chart, the people that you hang out with on a daily basis, the person you meet in the grocery store. Learn, 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 learn. You've got to consistently learn to better your craft. And I think it's, it's interesting when we talk about your craft and I... A lot of people may say my craft is talent acquisition. I would define my craft very differently. I would say my craft is actually leadership and there are levels to leadership. Don't get me wrong. I truly enjoy what I do from a talent acquisition perspective, but I love it because of what I get to do and the impact I get to have on other people. And we'll break down that in a little bit. But as we talk about levels, and as you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast the last couple weeks, I love basketball. Like, love it. And it's March Madness, so it's getting to be my favorite time of the year. But as you look at levels in your craft, let's just take basketball, for example, and you got Kobe Bryant, you got Michael Jordan, you got LeBron James. Yes, we can argue, debate, are they on the same level, who's better, whatever. But you wouldn't compare Kobe, Mike, and LeBron to 
Dirk Nowitzki, Scottie Pippen, and Clyde Drexler. Those three are also great players, but there's a different level when you look at those first three. And I think one of the things that separates greats from goods or the best from some of the greats is there's a certain level of obsession when you look at any craft. And we can jump out of basketball if you want, and let's just talk through let's talk through motivational speakers. Right now, if you're into motiva- motivational speakers, you are probably in tuned and understand that Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson, Tony Robbins, those are some of the best in the world, like different level. You may not know a Chris Gardner, a Ken Blanchard, a Suze Orman, but they're also really good. There's just different levels. And I look at this and maybe it's just the channels I subscribe to on YouTube and the things I get on uh, iTunes, the things I read, but I feel like there's a different level of, of obsession with those first three, Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins, Inky Johnson. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. The hours they put in their craft, the the sponginess of them, and I'm making up words, sponginess, yes. But their ability to learn and implement is is critical. It's it's amazing. It's it's that you can see they're taking their life experiences, they're taking their what they're learning and implementing it right away. And that's that's a piece of leadership, that sponge piece that is very important. And I think as you look at that, you can tie the levels of their craft to hard work to literally hours in their craft. To give you an example, hypothetically, someone gets up every morning at three o'clock. And from three to five, or let's just say two hours a day, they're working on their craft, whether that's jump shots, whether that's public speaking, whether that's leadership, whether that's finance, accounting, You name it, but they're putting two hours every day into that craft outside of their actual work environment. Over the course of a year, that's like 730 hours that they put towards that craft. That next level, so I would say Dirk Nowitzki or Clyde, maybe they didn't put in two hours. They put in one hour a day. So that's 365 more hours than the average person is going to do. So again, there's different levels to it, or even if they work on their craft for a half hour a day, you, whatever you do for your craft, if you work on it a half hour every day outside of work or outside of whatever it is you do, it's 182 and a half hours that you're working on that more than someone else. There's no way you should be at the same level as them. You're going to continue to elevate, or you should if you're implementing what you're learning and you're consistently challenging yourself in that half hour that you're working on your craft outside of work. I think the normal person, and that's why this podcast is called Leadership, we're not talking about normal people, we're talking about people that wanna excel and be great in leadership. The normal person wakes up, brushes their teeth, takes a shower, gets dressed, goes to work. You know, they're engaged most of the day while they're at work. They get off work and they do whatever it is they wanna do, but there's no intentionality around, I have to get better at my craft to get to a new level, whether it's to inspire others, to help my network, to do whatever it may be. If you're not intentional around the hours that you're trying to better your craft or you don't have a focus on bettering your craft, you can expect to stay at the same level, but that same level will continuously get lower as those around you work on their craft and climb that ladder to get better at what they're doing. And I think that's a challenge. I think that also frustrates people. And when you get to that that frustration point, I think this is also a, a difference maker when you look at good, great, and awesome leaders is leaders don't blame. Yep, leaders don't blame. They don't say, oh, it's their fault, or if you don't do this, they don't say that. 
what they initially say is internally looking at myself, looking at that person inside of you and saying, what is it that I'm not doing? Because most of the time, people don't go to work to say, hey, I'm going to do a bad job. People don't go on the basketball court and say, hey, I'm going to miss every shot. People don't say, I'm going to turn it over every time I touch it. They go with the best intent, but did they prepare to be successful in that space? So as a leader, you don't blame people. You look at yourself and say, what am I not doing? What can I do better to help them learn this? Or what can I do better to inspire them to be the best them? And if you're not doing that, you're not really being a true leader. You're being more of a manager. And I think as you go through this, and this is something I think I got to get better at, is actually showing people this is what I'm doing to get better in this space so I can help you get better. Because as you do that, I think you instill habits in people and traits in people that they're going to follow your lead and they're going to do the same thing that you're doing. So instead of immediately bringing problems, they're thinking to themselves, how can I create a better situation or how can I solve this or what can what skill set can I work on to encourage my team, my network, my friends, my family? And these are things that leaders do consistently and intentionally. Now, don't get me wrong. Once you've worked on that skill that you feel your team needs or those people around you need, you've got to give a test. And once you give them that information and you try to train them on whatever it is you feel they need to learn, not everyone passes the test. But you you have to, and I think this is the right thing to do, is look at yourself first and say, okay, this is what I have to work on to make this person better at their craft. And everyone's different. So like I said, not everyone is fit for every job. Not everyone's fit for every position. Not everyone's fit for every sport. There's just certain things that as a leader, your job is to encourage them and inspire them and teach them to be the best them. And as you start to be the best you, you outgrow certain jobs, you outgrow certain people, you outgrow certain habits, certain activities, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And this relates back to what the topic's going to be. And I talked about at the beginning of this podcast uh, here in the coming days or weeks. You can be comfortable and mediocre or you can be uncomfortable and great. It's your choice. Like it's always your choice. You have a choice in everything that you do. But as you start to level up as a leader, you've got to start pushing people into those spaces of them being uncomfortable so they can learn more, so they can be them, their best selves. And that's that's something that's always going to be consistent. Leadership is always going to start with you. And if you can create habits that your team can see that are positive, productive, and, and uplifting, you're going to create a better team. And as a leader, one of the things you should strive for is not to create great followers. You should be creating other leaders that are inspiring leadership skills, traits, activities, actions in their people. So if you have a team of leaders, your team will end up being amazing. It's not immediate, but it's indefinite. It's definitely going to happen. So as you as you think about this, there's some some common trends you're hearing. And I hope you hear it in my voice. One is just the passion. You've got to have passion towards the people that you're helping, the people you're inspiring, the people you're leading, it may even be helpful to have that passion in the craft that you're actually in. So passion is big. We talked about mindset. The mindset is big and how you think about what you do and putting your mind and your physical being in a space with people that are different than you so you can learn more. And it gives you a different perspective on how you view people, as we talked about, and how you view your craft. How you view what you do definitely impacts how you do what you do. So passion, mindset, 
hard work when you're looking at those different levels of your craft. You know, Kobe, Mike, LeBron, Dirk, Scotty, Clyde. There's different levels there. <clears throat> the other piece that we haven't touched on yet is faith and prayer. That's that's a big part of leadership. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you'll find a better leader than Jesus. That may not be the topic or the direction that everyone wants to talk on, but I am going to touch on that um, just because there's no better leader. And then you also have to add discipline. And I'll give you an example of the faith, prayer, and discipline. It's funny, or it's interesting, it's impactful. Every morning, I say a prayer. I always pray, you know, for prosperity, health, wealth, for my friends, family, safety. I always pray every day for my words to be influential in the conversations that I'm having. Um, And it was funny because my guy, I talk about him often in these podcasts, Chad, He's looking at possibly exploring a new role. And in this role, it's a leadership role. It's a leadership title that he would be a leader in. And he had to meet with the head of behavioral health or head of behavioral health. And he had sent me a text and it said, pray for me. And I kind of laughed because I was like, I do that every day anyway, but all right. And I responded back to him and I got to read this. Uh, I responded back to him and I said, prayer is done. Just a little more specific today than normal. May your words be may your words be influential and your mind be open. Have confidence in what you know and an open mind with a curious spirit towards what's being said and what's being taught. And for me, I felt like it was awkward. I was praying this, but as I was praying this, these weren't my words. I felt like someone was telling me to say these words. It wasn't someone. We know who that is. But I follow up with them and I'm like, after the, or I follow up with him after his conversation. He's like, you know, it didn't go as well as I thought it would. You know, I'm not sure. They want someone with more of a clinical background. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, it ain't even over yet. So <laughs> we can think whatever we want, but God has his plan. And that's that. And the funny thing is, before we got off the phone, and he actually came over for dinner last night, he had said something that I was thinking. Like, even though the conversation didn't go as well as you wanted it to, or didn't end like you wanted it to, God's bigger than any problem that we're going to have. And as I said, he's the best leader that there is. So even though that conversation may not have went like it went, like he wanted it to, he had a conversation with someone from a different background that's going to challenge his thought process. And I think also put him in a different space to network with more people that are different than him, that are moving in the same direction as him, which in turn is going to make his situation better to where you may not be put in this leadership role, but you're putting yourself in position to be in, be a leader amongst leaders and get into another leadership role. So for me, I I got all, even this morning, I was thinking about it when I woke up, I got all giddy, like, yeah, okay. Because as a leader, I think you have to, like as a leader, you have to like to see people win. And that's something that I am, I love it. I look at Chad, I think he's winning in that space. He may not have got the role right away that he wants or whatever that may be, but he's winning. I look at my nephew, Seth, and I talked about some of the trials and things that we had in the past, and I look like him and how he's being a great dad and he's winning. I look at uh, if we go to Ohio, and I'm thinking, and I have nothing to do with their development. It's just people I'm looking at and they're winning. And I think as a leader, you want to see people win. My guy, Lou, winning. You got like 35, 40 AAU teams, tie. 
in his Kingdom Summer League, he's winning. Cody in his Brick League, he's winning. These are people that are in their own space and they're winning because they're helping other people. Whether they're helping adults, they're helping kids, they're getting people to a new level and helping them be their best version of themselves. Some of these guys are actually taking kids who no one in their family has been to college and putting them in college for free, creating a new trend for their life. Those are leaders. Now, we may not look at them as leaders all the time, but I look at them like, yo, (laughs) yes, you guys are getting it. And that's, again, it's they found a passion. They're faithful. I'm sure they're saying their prayers. They're disciplined. They're consistent. And they understand the levels. Most people, you're not going to outwork these guys. Just build a different way to where we're going to work consistently at our crafts to help others get better at their craft so they can be the best them. As I talk about leadership and I talked about it being an action, another piece of it is servanthood. I remember during my interview process, we talked a lot of, well, I talked a lot about servant leadership because as a leader, it can't be selfish. You can't be doing this. So you you can't be leading people to get to where you want to be at. You know, it's genuinely, it's going to get you to different places if you're not selfish but genuinely you lead people to help them get to where they want to be. And it's funny how when you invest in others, they start to invest in you. I look at my leader and I tell my my leadership team, like those that are, I don't want to say report into me, those that serve with me, I tell them all the time. I try to make my boss's job easier because I respect his leadership and I know the work that he puts into it. So it's like if you can instill those traits, you start to create, again, like I said earlier, a team of leaders. How do you... How do you inspire them to want to do that? And it's not just a work thing. If you look at my friends, they see me getting up in the morning and grinding. I'm in, I, I hope I'm inspiring them to do more. And I start to see different activities. I'm exercising more. They're exercising more. I'm reading. They're reading more. You know, I'm creating these podcasts and they're listening to them. They're giving feedback. And I think it's, it's creating more dialogue around some of the topics that is expanding not just my, my view, but it's also expanding their view. So, so leadership, as we talked about earlier, it's a lifestyle. It's nothing that you, I'm going to be a leader today. No, no. If you're a leader, you're a leader. You lead at work. You lead outside of work. You lead your friends. As a leader, sometimes you are a follower. So it's, it's a consistent cycle. And again, that sponge, keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. The last, one of the last things I want to touch on, I got two different, two other talking points here. One is presence. As a leader, you've got to have presence. I've never seen an absent leader get results. And when I say that, that's not always being right there doing work for them. But again, as we talked about, you're creating traits, habits, skills that your team's able to implement. And when they have challenges, you're able to give them that immediate or that quick feedback and coaching so that it's more impactful to them. And again, that's that test. You've given that test. You've given them the knowledge. You've given them the knowledge. Now you step back for a minute and you let them try to apply that knowledge. And sometimes they pass that test. Sometimes they don't. And the thing is, as a leader, you've got to differentiate because leadership's not always positive. If they continue to fail that test, is it just the wrong skill set? Are you not doing something well enough, as we had talked about, looking internally first? But you've got to be able to differentiate and decide, is this the right person for this right role? Or is this the right group? Or am I not doing something well enough to help them get to that space? So as leaders, that presence is very is very intentional. Because if you're going to lead, you've got to know almost the details of where they're at and also how you can coach them up. It's 
when you look at presence, you also have to think about like your actions versus your words. You know, if your words are very different than what your actions are, people don't respect that. And it starts to become, it starts to become more of a show. Yeah, they're going to say whatever, but they're not doing it. So they're not going to hold me accountable to doing it. So if you have words that are supposed to be inspiring and leading and and pushing people to a new area, make sure your actions are are backing that up. Because again, people don't, people don't like that. You're saying things that are very different than your actions. That can be challenging and no one's perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. I'm far from perfect. I, I struggle with things all the time. But again, being able to see those individuals struggle with things and work on things and try to get to a better space, it creates a sense of vulnerability, which makes you more relatable, which ideally helps you be more influential to your teams. And again, they see it. It becomes a habit in them as far as understanding they have weaknesses, but they're going to try to work on them just as you're working on your craft. To, to sum this up, I, I really I really look at leadership, and if I could say one word that described leadership, I think it would be prune, like pruning. Because if you look at a garden or you look at a, like beautiful trees, you've got to cut some, you know, you've got to maneuver them, you've got to shift them, you've got to change where they're at, you've got to water them, you've got to make sure they're getting the right sunlight. You got to do all that to make it as beautiful as possible. And that's what leadership is. You've got to coach, you've got to water, you've got to train, you've got to inspire, you've got to give feedback, you've got to make them uncomfortable. You've got to do all of that to get the people that you want to be in a better place to that place. And the thing is, you can't do it by yourself. They've got to want it as bad as you want it, if not more. Because I always look at it the same way Eric Thomas said it in one of his, his uh, speeches. I can't do what I'm supposed to do if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So inspire people to be the best them. Let them know it's going to be uncomfortable. And again, it's going to be uncomfortable to get to that great spot, that great vision that you have. But the alternative is being comfortable and staying, staying mediocre. And as long as you stay mediocre, others are going to continue to to climb. And that mediocre becomes subpar or below average. So all you leaders out there, listen to it. Take heed. I think some of the words that I want everyone to take from this presence, faith, passion, hard work, discipline. uh, Don't blame. Levels to your craft. Levels. (laughs) You can't expect to get to the top If you're given 50%, if you're coming to work or even when you're working on your craft outside of work, if you're given 50% effort, expect 50%. Matter of fact, expect 30% result. Not until you can give 120% can you expect to get 120 or to expect to get 100%. So continue to lead. Don't be selfish as you lead. Help people get to the spot that they want to be at. It's, it's essential. I think we look at our society today, we have a lot of people mimicking others. And some of the people that we're viewing as leaders, they're leading at what everyone else is doing. So they're leading, they're the best, you're the best at being average. Help people find who they really are and inspire them to be the best them so that we as a, a society can continue to grow. I appreciate your time. Obviously, I'm passionate about leadership. 
one other thing I have to say before I get off of here, and this <laughs> just came to me. I think about a conversation, it's not even a conversation, it was an email I sent to our CEO when I worked at Discover. Actually, he wasn't the CEO, he was the COO, I think, then. But I had asked him, hey, how do you prepare for these speeches when you're talking at like the TD Ameritrade conference or these large financial conferences? He said, I only speak on things that I already know or that I'm very passionate about. So with my podcast, you're probably seeing some trends. Leadership is one of them. Very passionate about it. This is something I think, I hope I've been able to speak some words into you that are influential and that may help you when you're leading your teams, leading your family, leading your friends, leading your neighborhood, leading those around you. Um, We need more leaders out here. Um, Again, I always appreciate your feedback. Open any feedback that you have. It's Saturday. Hopefully you have a great weekend. Do something positive. Inspire someone this week. Be great. Think about it.